Welcome on in. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is at the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Kyle Quinn behind the glass, and a special fourth member of the crew today on NBA Trade Deadline Day. We have Elliot Shore Parks in studio. Good morning, Hugh. Good morning, Joe Giglio. Good morning, Philadelphia. Hey, listen, y'all need to pay more respect to the construction workers out here in the city, man. That, that's the that's the day, Daily Douglas. Just give the re- construction workers more props, man. I think they'll appreciate that. Yeah, yeah I mean, because I saw something this morning. Those casters out there working at high steel, and dude just sitting on a steel beam just chilling by him damn self. I saw the video you posted. Uh, yeah, that, that was pretty impressive. Mm. And he's just sitting there all nonchalant, like, you know, I guess it's, that's his daily day. I'm afraid of heights. And to see him up there just chilling all nonchalant, that just blew my mind. It, it was, I, mean, I saw the video. It was pretty wild. Yes, they, they do amazing things. I like that. A little respect for them. All right, a lot to get into today on the show. And uh, we do have a special part of our show today. Actually, a couple of special parts. Number one, Angelo Cataldi is going to join us at 1130. Lot, got tired of sitting at home. I huh? guess so. We're, we're excited to talk to Angelo. All things Eagles, NBA trade deadline today, maybe even the Phillies as well. So a lot with Angelo as Andy Reid gets set for a Super Bowl. I'm sure he's going to comment on that. We also have in studio with us today, I guess adjacent in the, uh, the studio next to us, but we could see him is Elliot Shore Parks on deadline. It feels like Bird's Town Hall or one of those kind of days. And NFL free agency. How you doing, Elliot? Man, hearing Hugh say he saw a construction worker just chilling up in the sky puts into perspective my job today of uh, updating you guys on Sixers news. But Be careful in there. Yeah, exactly. Excited to be here, though. Big day for the Sixers. Obviously, they have a ton of assets to trade. Five first-round picks, $100 million in expiring contracts mm. they can move today. So hopefully a lot of news between now and uh, the deadline because they need to make a move. Well, they do need to do something to stay afloat here. It's a matter of if this is worth it or not. And look, if anything happens, Elliot's going to be part of the show today, but if anything happens, kind of what's the sound people are going to hear if something big goes down and Elliot's about to pop hey, up? Hey, got That's the news sounder. The turd? A news. The news. The news. Oh, I thought it said deuce. Deuce, news. I thought it said deuce, 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 well, like somebody maybe was dropping a deuce. Maybe if there are Depends t- on what kind of trade it is, I guess. <laughs> yes, you know what? Yeah. That's a good point. D- depending on what it is, we can uh, reassociate the word there. News, deuce, whatever. Deuce, deuce, deuce. All right, he- here's, here's really what's it about until this afternoon with Daryl Morey. Is this whole thing worth it? Sixers get beat up at home again last night uh. by... By a Warriors team, Hugh, that's not very good. We look at them and we say, oh, you know, it's... it's They're reeling right now. Yeah, it's Steve Kerr, it's Steph Curry, it's Draymond Green. But let's be real, the Warriors are a, a very mediocre team at this stage. And they came in here last night and they just beat up the Sixers. Got a feel-good win. For good for them, not for me. It feels bad. So here, here's where I'm at. I'm curious where everyone is. 215-592-9494. Is this worth it for the Sixers? What I mean by that is should they go all in... Or really just punt on this thing and be all out at the deadline. Hugh, I don't think this team's worth it. And it's not so much about the players. Like, Terry Maxey's an all-star. He's going to be a good player for a long time. I look at this team and I say, they're 4-12 and without Joel Embiid. Yeah. Okay, so they're not a good team when he's not out there. And in fact, they're a bad team when he's not out there. We don't know when he's coming back. They're closer to the seventh seed, a play-in spot, than they are to... You know, the two-seed in the NBA Eastern Conference. So they're, they're in, in a bad way right now. And I look at him like they have cap room into the summer. They have draft picks that they haven't had in a long time. I, I would wait. I would hold back. In fact, I would sell more than I would be in on buying. I, this team right now, their odds to win the championship are, is 42 to 1. To put that in a percentage, that's about a 2% chance to win the NBA title this year. 
Hugh, I, I would rather punt and, and be all out than be all in. Hugh, where are you on the Sixers? So you're saying we got a chance. With 2%, 2%? I'll take, that. I'll take oh. that all day. Listen, a chip in the chair. You know, you know my philosophy, and stranger things have happened. I'll say this. This is what we're wearing it against. Because you talk about all those expiring contracts mm-hmm. that we have at the end of the year, but we have a budding all-star on the squad now. Now, granted, he didn't play like that all-star that we needed him to be last night. But I feel like if you make the right move, it doesn't have to be a major move because there's not a whole lot of major moves out there to be made. But if you make the right move and if you can stay afloat, because that's what we're talking about right now. We know we need the big dog out there, Joel Embiid. But if you can make the right move, uh, DeJounte Murray, and stay afloat, I think that this team can be relevant. A chip in the chair, Joe, I'm all in for that. I'm not not in for punting on the season. A chip in the chair, I'm sticking with it. That's my story. Sticking to it. All right, Elliot, what are you thinking on this? I know you've been uh, pretty strong on a lot of the Sixer stuff, Clap Your Hands podcast, and we have you on once a week to talk about it. But this feels like it's at a, a big tipping point for Daryl Morey because he's assembled assets that he mm-hmm. hasn't had since he got here, and he's assembled cap room this summer. Now, they could use some of that today to make themselves better. Elliot, where are you as this team? Clearly, if they're going to stay afloat, they need help. It's a matter of is it worth it here? Yeah, today is more about it is not just about staying afloat. Today is about acquiring a difference-making player that you can count on beyond this year. The Sixers have, again, $100 million in expiring contracts that after 3 o'clock today, they will be unable to trade. They have Tobias Harris. Do we? Does any of us want to I'm see Tobias actually get all the way to the end of this deal? Today is the day you trade Tobias. Robert Covington's not even playing. He He's $17 million. Marcus Morris is a nice player, but he's not somebody that you hold on to. That's $17 million. They have so many assets to move today, and there are players out there that can be difference makers. It's not just about staying afloat with Joel. It's about that it is easier to make a difference-making move today than it's going to be this offseason. I'm not banking on signing a free agent. I know Murray is available today. Murray is 27. He's a guard. He takes pressure off of Maxi. He'll come in here. He'll make the Sixers better when Embiid is here. He'll make the Sixers better when Embiid is not here. And today is the day to make the move. You cannot punt on the season. There's no time to punt. The assets expire in five hours. Like You have to do something today. So I understand your point, and you're right. I mean, I can't argue that you're right. The the assets do expire, right? Tobias Harris' contract expires, and then it just goes away. You can't use it. But if you use the cap room now, if you bring in players like a DeJounte Murray, I know you guys both want, you can't sign someone this offseason. Who are That's you signing this offseason? Well, Pascal Siakam's out there. I mean, Pascal Siakam's not even as good as Murray, number one. Uh, and I they disagree. had a chance to acquire him already. He, the Pacers paid, what, three first-round picks for him? He's yeah. not leaving Indiana. Well, he could. But, but, so they didn't. the Sixers didn't get him because you would have had a chance he could have left, right? You could have used all those right. picks, and then he's still a free agent. I just I look at this team and I don't want to box myself in to the next three or four years. This isn't this what they did with Tobias? They traded for him and they kind of boxed themselves in him and Butler that year. Like they mm-hmm. had to bring one of them back, and then they've been boxing with Tobias. I just I would like a reset of this team. I don't think, and I know you guys might think I'm being pessimistic. A little bit. Is there any chance they're winning the championship this year? Any? Always a chance. No. You just said two percent. But that's in NBA terms. That's really. Small. I mean, but I look at like the thing that gives me hope is like when you look at what the Miami Heat were able to do, and they made a nice little run, and they and they, they obviously they lost, but still, you gotta have, you gotta take a chance. You gotta take a chance, and I think that's the most important thing. You just can't punt on the season, even though we know 
Joel Embiid is not probably going to be 100%. You can't punt on the season. And, and you also, you can't just let Maxi flounder out there for the next six weeks, if not longer. Like, Joel might not be back. We think he'll be back. He might not be back. We saw what giving Joel no help for the first few years of his career did. Like, you have to get out and get Maxi somebody that's going to take the pressure off him. He can't handle it. He's not a number one guy. He's a great young player, but he has shown these last few games. He's not somebody you can count on to carry you while Embiid, while Embiid is out. So today is the day to go out and get somebody that can help Maxi, and frankly, maybe be better than Maxi. Like, Maxi is not a number one option on a team. He can't be in that role the rest of the season. Well, I agree with that. He's not a number one. Not on a, a team that wins anything. Let's hear from Adrian Wojnarowski, the latest on the Sixers NBA trade deadline. What is Daryl Moore trying to do here? They're really trying hard. I think Philly, you know, one team that they had had a lot of conversation with, uh, with uh, Detroit, Alec Burks, Boyan Bogdanovich. I'm t- told you know, that those talks largely broke down uh, this evening. But Philly is all over the map trying to get some size, trying to get some shooting, some playmaking. They've been in a free fall here without not just Joel Embiid, but having players like DeAnthony Melton out and Tobias Harris. Tyrese Maxey was sick tonight. But I think this is still a team that thinks they can kind of get their anchor back and try to bide their time uh, with some additions here until Joel Embiid can come back. Uh, but they're going to be really active. I think they'll make moves. It'll be a question of, of how significant they are. Yeah, and Ellie, you clearly want a significant move here. I just, I don't think it's worth it. I understand the idea of the future, but I, I just, I'd like to see this thing big picture view. Let's go to the offseason. Let's put the cap room out there. And maybe there's a better idea than DeJounte. Who's the best player that gets moved today? Murray? DeJounte Murray? Probably Murray, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, there's probably. always surprises, Could but be. it's probably Murray. But Murray's a great player. He averages, I think, like 22 points, five rebounds, five assists. He's having a career year shooting. He's a good defensive player. He's made an all-NBA all defensive team. Like, he is, a, he is a great player. I don't know, just sitting around and waiting, who's going to pop up. Uh, well, I, don't, I mean, Siakam's probably the best one out there in free agency. Yeah, and Murray's he's better than Siakam. I'd see. We disagree on that. But that's all right. Like, he's a good player, Murray, and he would help make them better. Hugh, it's a matter of is it worth it for this season and beyond. And I, Darren Morey always talks about championship odds and window. If he's being honest with himself. Uh, Hugh, I know you brought up the, the heat last year, but that's, that's an outlier. That's hard to go from the seventh seed to go to a championship. Yeah, but it's starting to happen a little bit more. It is. It's starting to happen more than it has happened in the past. And, you know, the, the thing about building a big three, yeah, I think you still need some components like that. But it's, it's almost a crapshoot to who, who gets hot at the right time, and I think that's what we're talking about. The fact that Joel Embiid is hurt right now, I think maybe it could be a blessing in disguise. The fact that getting two months off, hopefully he's not coming back with the fluffy factor. Give him two months off getting ready for the playoffs and make a push there with that other person that's going to come in and take pressure off of the squad. There is one more element to this, though. I, I, I Make sure we, we throw this out there. Right, Elliot brought up Murray. There's maybe Siakam this offseason. I'm looking at the list of free agents. I understand it's not overwhelming. But there's always something weird that happens. It's the NBA, right? The next – and that's how – basically, it's how Harden got here and Simmons got off the team. We don't know who the next star is that forces their way out of a team. The Sixers could have a bunch of draft picks and – full cap room to assume that player into the team right if they trade for Murray or anybody today that's of significance it's harder to get that player yeah but I think there's this perception in the NBA that if you put all your assets into the middle which is really what we're talking about are yeah. you all in on the team or, or are you out. not the Sixers are never really 
out of like they have all these draft picks now. They have Maxi if they wanted to trade him this offseason. Joel is kind of looming all over this, mm-hmm. right? If a player that's better than Murray, like you're talking about a top ten guy all of a sudden decides he wants out, right? Like Lillard did last summer. Or let's say Jimmy Butler, sure. like, right? Paul George, someone like that. They you find ways to get that guy. Like like uh Milwaukee found a way to get Dame Lillard. The you always find a way to get those star players. So sitting on your hands now and letting this season sink, when let's be honest, the East is not that good. Uh right. I mean Donovan Mitchell in the Cavs are hot right now, but OG Ananobi in the Knicks, he's dealing with an injury. Uh, the Bucks are on a free fall. The Celtics are good, but the Sixers almost beat the Celtics last year. So there is still a chance to win this year, but you can't not help the team. Like This is what Daryl Morey gets paid for. Go out, use the assets, make a trade, and get this season back on track. Yeah, and last night, Nick Nurse asked by Howard Eskin, like, can you guys even stay afloat? Right now, they're closer to the seventh seed than the two. Here's Nick Nurse after the game last night. How difficult is it to maintain a decent playoff seating without a trade uh, for this team? Well, I think that, um, again, I think most people would say, okay, Joel's out. That's a, that's a big position that we would, would be looking at in the, in the possibilities of trade deadlines. But, I mean, listen, we've got to, no matter how it shakes out, I think, um, again, most people are talking about this is going to be a really quiet trade day tomorrow after I don't know, 40,000 of them last year on trade day. There's, there seems to be very few um, possibly going to happen. So I don't, I don't think you kind of pin your hopes one way or the other of anything happening, and we gotta, we got to go with whatever ends up going. And we're going to have to pick some games off, man. I keep saying that. We're going to have to pick some games off here in any way we can to maintain a good seed or, or stay in it. Yeah, Nick's, I think Nurse look at that schedule. That February schedule has a lot of tough teams. They're going to have to win some. A lot of scheduled losses. On Ooh, they're going to have to win some. You maybe they're going to be underdogs. All right, 215-592-9494. How should the Sixers approach the trade deadline today? All in or all out? Should they punt? I'm punting. Elliot's all in. Hughes all I'm in. I'm all in. Trying to save this thing. Kyle, before we go to the phones, what are you feeling as the Sixers and more get ready for a, a big de- trade deadline so today? I, I just feel like the last few weeks without Embiid since the news and how they played Kind of just been one big overreaction. Joel Embiid is out, yeah, and they have not played well in his absence. But we have to remember, there's like four other guys that have been injured. Like, the Sixers are a decimated team Mm -hmm. by injuries right now. So I think we're kind of, in a way, underrating what this team can be when those guys are back and they make an addition at the trade deadline. And I don't understand why... Joel Embiid getting injured is is the straw that broke the camel's back for some people. And like, oh, we're never going to win now. Joel Embiid's hurt again. We knew this. Going into the season, Joel Embiid at some point was probably going to be banged up. We were going to have to weather a, a Joel Embiid injury. Like, what would be the final nail in the coffin for me is if we go into the playoffs with Embiid fully healthy and he, and he stinks it up. Then I'll be like, okay, maybe this just isn't meant to be. But this is something that we knew we were going to have to deal with. Going into the season, so now it's a matter of can Daryl Morey make the most out of this trade deadline, and I want to see him try to do that. So I'm going all in, man. You're you're on an island today. Oh, Joe. you guys have me going on an all island in. on a team that is getting beat up at home by the Warriors. You guys are all in. Tyrone in Middletown is up on WIP. What's up, Tyrone? Hey, good morning, 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 uh, gang. I haven't been the first call in a long time. You're first uh, up today, Tyrone. It's been a lot of pressure. Yeah, uh, a lot of pressure on you. What are you feeling on this one? You you punting or are you going all in? Um, like I'm taking two foul shots to win the game. I, I think I'm going to uh, I'm going to punt because first of all, the Sixers, the track record. I, I think the trades hasn't been very good. The last time they're in position to have uh, draft picks, they were like a kid 
with money burning a hole in his pocket. They, they had they had three drafts, number one picks. They traded them all away. Got James Harden. And that was a reset. Look where we are today. Now we have some assets. What I think that they should do, they should let the season play out, get the healthy players, unhealthy players healthy again. And then uh, when these available free agents, like, and I agree with you, I think Pascal Siakam, he's a very good player. He's 6'10". He's aggressive. He's a good he's a good complimentary player that if you teamed him with MB, particularly with his background, they're both from uh Cameroon. I think it's from yeah, Cameroon. Cameroon. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And uh at least MB won't have to worry about getting his eye socket broken again. And uh <laughs> That that would be one good thing about know? Siakam. Yeah. So here's the thing, Tyrone. I look if they they could have gotten Siakam in a trade two months ago, they chose not to beat the Indiana offer. I'm just at the point where I think the future is brighter if they just you know, take a deep breath today because if they take on cap space or they, they trade away their picks, I I think it hurts next year and the year after. I agree with you a hundred percent in that if they wait for the draft, get a high pick, contracts are expiring, they can pick up other available free agents that are younger, faster, and uh and assets that fit their needs. It's like sometimes you go out and just rush and just grab something, not no just because you can doesn't always turn out well. Well, that's part of it, Tyrone. Tyrone, we appreciate the phone call. Chris in Middletown is up. What's up, Chris? Morning, guys. What's hey, Chris, on, Chris. What's up, buddy? How we doing today? We feeling good? Well, I'm. I'm. A li- I gotta be honest with you. I'm. I'm a little bit on edge here that Maury's gonna d- listen to Hugh and Elliot and Kyle here and make a big move. You can't take the little season, bit man. on edge. Can't take the season. Yeah, but if you're not good enough, is it worth? Throwing assets in? Would we throw another log so, so on this they, fire? They are 28-6 and six with Joel, for what it's worth. But we don't know when he's going to play. I, I'm just saying, you're acting like they have no shot. They would have a shot, especially if they improved the roster. They would have a small shot. But, Elliot, they could be, before Christian make a point, they could be in the play-in game. They could. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, but, but, but they would only be in the play-in because of Joel being out. I, I they would not be that. a play-in team. But they'd be a play-in team with Joel probably in his first, what, five games back? Like, he wouldn't have a long ramp-up in the play-in game. That's like yeah. the first... Second week of April, whatever. The it Lakers is. made a run from the eight seed last year to the conference finals. The, right, the heat. the heat have done it, so it is possible. I just think punting. You're you're underselling how good this team can be. Chris, what do you think, guys? I'm going to tell you what I think in one quick second, but I'm going to give a little uh, plug here to my uh, son's friends who'll be uh, signing their D1 offers today. Hugh, take you back in a time machine here. Um, my my son Noah's friends uh, Sam his classmate will be signed with Liberty today to play D one football and uh, Carter Sereca will be playing at University of Delaware. So shout out to those young men, both fine young men. Now let's get to the topic of importance here. Joe, Joe, Joe. You're on an island, right, Joe? I'm all by myself on this one. I I, I want to think big picture here, not the not just for this season. Joe, you're a damn genius. Those people around you in that studio today are a bunch of morons. I need help here. Okay? <laughs> I'm getting beat up left and right here. Everyone's telling me, let's go for it. Go get someone. Now nah, I'm out. Hugh, Hugh, you know, Hugh's Mr. Emotion when it comes to every other team but the Eagles. And the Eagles need logic and reason. <laughs> well, you did, t- you did tell him to stop being so logical. He's listened to I, you here. I meant with the Eagles, not with, not with the Sixers, Hugh. <laughs> okay, Hugh, I got you. Hugh, you, you, Hugh I'm, I'm putting you a little bit on uh, emotional fraud alert, man. You're starting to remind <laughs> me of, of, of mothballs, dude, Eskin, because when it comes to the Eagles, he's all, oh, they're the smartest thing in the world. And everybody else, he speaks with logic and reason, and you do the opposite. Um, Hugh, also, here's another side, too, Hugh. Anytime you agree with ESP, 
that's a warning. I'm on, the bad, I'm on the bad side of something. Gotcha. Uh, I don't know about that, but <laughs> probably more times than not, yes. Yeah, so no, guys, listen, sell, 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 sell. Uh, build it for next year. Joel is not going to come back and if he th- this year, and if he does, he's still going to be so out of shape. Uh, you can't risk it. Um, I, again, I'd rather trade him this offseason, but if you're going to hang on to him, you got to build around him moving forward, but you gotta, got to sell, guys. Hit that sell button. Remember that? Remember when Kramer you know, had his show and he'd go, sell, 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 sell? That's what the Sixers need uh, to do. Chris, I, I'm with yeah. you. I'm, I'm punting. I'm not going in on this year. 215-592-9494. Big show today here on the Midday Show. We'll see if the Sixers make a move by the 3 p.m. deadline. We'll keep you updated with everything going on here. Elliot has all the news and rumors. He's at the uh, trade deadline desk here. Some open lines for you. 215-592-9494. for all in. Or punt. Hugh's all in. All in, baby. Elliot's all, all in. Kyle's all in. And I'm out. I, I just I don't think this team this year is worth going in. I would save the assets. I still believe. Yes, I do. I know you have some breaking news, actually. What do you got? Uh, according to Shams, Indiana is nearing a deal to trade Buddy Hill to the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay, oh we're getting Buddy Hill. Good. Yeah, we got a 94 WIP breaking news. All right, breaking news from WIP presented by BeckQL. Smarter bets start with BeckQL. Download the BeckQL app or visit BeckQL.com today. We'll come back. We'll react to it. Buddy Heald is on his way to the Sixers. Are you guys ready for the final strip now, Buddy Heald? All right, we'll talk about it. We'll react to the Buddy Heald deal. We'll find out what the Sixers sent to Indiana. We also have a prize today. And how much should Joel Embiid factor into what the Sixers do today and moving forward? We'll discuss it next. 215-592-949 for Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. If you're a caregiver in the Philadelphia Lehigh Valley areas looking after a loved one, reach out to my friends at Ameribest today. When you call 1-800-HOME-CARE, a live onboarding specialist will assist you in the hiring process. Ameribest offers daily pay, performance bonuses, reward programs, and more to support their caregivers. Let Ameribest take care of you so you can focus on what matters most, caring for your loved one. Call Ameribest today at 1-800-HOME-CARE or visit AmeribestHomeCare.com slash radio. We do have news on a special Sixers trade deadline day. Welcome back. Midday show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillio coming up at 1130. Angelo Cataldi is going to join us in studio. We'll get a lot of Eagles stuff. Today's the anniversary, by the way, of the Jason Kelsey speech at the parade six years ago. A lot to get to. Elliot, uh, so what are the terms of the deal? As we went to break there, we found out the Sixers are nearing a deal for Buddy Heald, the guard from the Pacers. Yeah, so Buddy Heald comes to Philadelphia from the Indiana Pacers. Uh, in exchange, the Sixers are sending Marcus Morris, Furkan Korkmaz, and three second-round draft picks. So not a cheap deal. That is quite a bit to give up for a rental. Buddy Heald is in the fi- final year of his contract. But a move and a move that should help them both when Embiid is back and right now with, with Embiid out. I agree with that. Uh, look, I, this is not a deal that's going to move the needle extreme to extreme level. It's also not one, like you said, it's not cheap. It, it's not like they just gave up the expiring contracts. It was a swap there. They they gave up three picks that could have been used down the line for something else. So th- it, this is a signal to me, Elliot, they're going to try. They're trying today. And it's well, a, it, yeah. it accomplishes a few things. One, and one thing you've heard a lot uh, from the Sixers is the cap space plan. They want to have cap space this offseason. You talked about that. it in the yeah. first segment. It does not change that. Buddy is an expiring contract. I don't think you gave up enough where you have to resign him. You didn't give up any of the first-round picks. 
But he also is helpful. Again, a 39% uh, shooter from three on almost seven attempts a game. He can space the floor for Joel when he's back. But he's also somebody that scored, that averaged close to 20 points a few seasons uh, in his career. I think he helps Maxi in taking some of the scoring uh, on the perimeter off of his plate. And I think he can be the ball handler if you need him to. So a good trade right now, but also keeps their flexibility open. Hugh, what's your reaction? Buddy healed for a couple expiring contracts and three second-round picks. You know, didn't they just give Marcus Moore's a key to the city? The Sixers or the or the city? The city. Yeah. The city. They, he they, he they, can they, take it with him. Come yeah, back. Can, in the you, can, can you use that? I'm 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 more curious about can you use actually use the key after you've been traded? Key Hopefully card don't work in anymore. Indiana, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah that, no. But I think they they went out and they did what they could. Like this is what we're we're wearing this against. Whether or not what we're, what we're going to get from Joel Embiid and how much are we factoring him in mm-hmm. to this playoff run? And I and it's kind of hard to say with this move because this is not an all-in move. This is this is a good move, no question about it. But it wasn't. I don't think it was one that that gets the fan base real, real excited. No, it's a thread the needle move. It, yeah. it helps a little bit now. Certainly, I mean he will help them in the short term. But like Elliot said, it doesn't impact the cap and the future. The picks. I mean they gave three second round picks. They could have been using other deals, but those aren't you know huge picks. There two one five five nine two nine four nine four. We're gonna get to uh, Hughes clues coming up in a few minutes. We have a prize to give away. We're giving today. away prizes. But Hugh, you brought up something interesting there about Joel Embiid. Um, and the Sixers and their responsibility here to factor him into all of this, whether it be what they're getting for this year, what they're getting for the future, and how much should they? I mean, the guy's always hurt, but we know he's a great player, and he's, for now, this team's sun and the moon and the stars, right? He's the No he's question it. about it. Everything revolves around Joel should, should Should these moves today, should they think about Embiid when they I do I think that? so. I think so. I think it's important. I think because he is still the catalyst for this team. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that because he's been all hurt and all these, these playoff scenarios that we're talking about. But you still have to give him a chance, man. And I think that with the budding star that we have in Tyreek's Maxi, you also have to worry about hit, stunning his growth by not getting somebody to help him become a better player. It's a whole lot of stuff going on. It's, it's so many irons in the fire when it comes to all of this. It's hard to just punt on the season, in my opinion. So a player the Sixers have been rumored to be involved with, uh, Kelly Olnick. The Utah Jazz are trading uh, him to the Toronto Raptors. So no Kelly Olenek in uh, in uh, Philadelphia. All right, he would have been a similar kind of Buddy Heald, right? He's like a center Buddy Heald, a, a guy that's on an expiring. Would have stretched the floor, yeah. yeah. But they had rumored to have interest in him. Uh, they're also rumored to be an Andre Drummond. So if Olenek's not coming here, maybe Drummond becomes a possibility. Drummond makes a lot of sense. He was here before. He can, you know, they, they need another big guy. I mean, Hugh, that's obvious without Embiid. I mean, they're not going to find anyone that's like Embiid, but they just need a center because Paul yeah, Reed can only do so much. Yeah, and and you, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're trying to salvage the season when you got this tough stretch coming up, you're going to have to get some big guy in there that's going to help out somewhat, give you some kind of help. Of course, and and I think Drummond makes a lot of sense. So no Olenek. All right, two one five five nine two nine four nine for your reaction to the Buddy Heel trade. And should the Sixers do more here at the deadline? Elliot, what's your perspective on the uh, the Embiid factor in all this? Because he hovers over everything, right? Like, he had the surgery. The The news and the reporting is there's a chance he comes back, maybe a pretty good chance. He, they, we don't seem to think they haven't reported he had the major surgery. So I think he's still got a real chance to come back. How much should Joel factor into what they do? I don't think Joel should really factor into what they do. Um, Joel is obviously the best player on the team. He's arguably the best player in the NBA. But he's not around enough. He's going to be out probably the rest of this regular season, if not the majority of it. He might not play in the playoffs. Um, And the the issue the Sixers have run into time and time again is they build a team around Joel, and then when the important games come in the playoffs, 
he's not around. Like, he's not there. So they're not used to playing uh, without him. They don't have a roster that's set up to, to play without him. This is why I like a player like Murray. I'm not saying you go and build around Murray, but if you build around Maxi and Murray, and now you have Buddy Heald, and you become a guard-oriented team with shooting, that's something that can translate into the postseason. So when I'm making trades today or when I'm making trades this offseason, Joel is no longer top of mind for me. It is about acquiring the best player and getting the best players you can to Philly, not worrying about building around somebody that, frankly, has not been here in the biggest moments. Yeah, it's a thread the needle thing, Hugh. It's hard. I'm with more with you on this, Hugh. I think that they, as long as he's here, as long as Joel is here, it, he has to be the centerpiece. Yeah, he's the sun, the moon, and the stars. When you talk about how many games have they won since he's been gone? For you, well, they're four and twelve without him. Yeah, so it, it's one of those things where that's how our team is built right now. And I know that, in, like, in order to make it better, we need that third guy. But we still need Joel Embiid in the mix, man, because he takes a lot of pressure off of everybody. And I'm also looking to try to make Tyrese Maxey grow as a as a, a, a player. I don't I don't know how good he can be, but I think he can be really good if given opportunity. Well, the Maxi element to this is, I mean, he over the next six weeks, Maxi's got to play really well. I mean, yeah. I don't think there's anything they do today that's going to change that element of it. But Maxi has to play really well to to prove that he's as good as we. They might give him a max contract. They probably will, Elliot, this offseason. He's got to earn that the next six weeks. Yeah, and he's been mostly a disaster. Yeah. without Joel, and and, and forget the with without Joel thing. There's been times where Joel hasn't had good games, and Maxi hasn't been able to step up. Maxi has had good games here. He is an All Star. I mean, obviously, he, he's probably exceeded expectations to an extent this year. But if you're going to give him a max contract and he's going to be an actual All Star, then he's got to play like that when Joel is not here. What other number two in the NBA? Do we just excuse away failure when the number one's not there? We wouldn't do this for Jalen Brown. We wouldn't do this for Damian Lillard. Like you, you don't do it for actual numbers too. For for number two guys, Maxi has been really bad without Joel, and that's a major concern. You know what? That was the thing I was thinking about last night watching the game, and I know that there was rumors that he wasn't going to play he was because Ill, he was sick. Ill, yeah. And then when he went out there, and you know, like everybody else, you think Jordan flu game. And, and I was thinking like, well, you know, everybody can't have one of those games. But the bottom line is this. When you got that all-star by your name, regardless if you're 19 or 28, you have to go out there and you have to play like an all-star. It, and it's, un- it's It's a cold world to be in, but that's the, that's the cold, honest truth about the situation. You yeah. have to play better. Well, and the other part is maybe Maxie's actually a number three that's masquerading around as a two because we like him and he's an all-star. I mean, I, I mean, he doesn't look like a number two to me right now. He looks like a three that is being asked to be a one, and that's what happens. Let's go to the phone lines here, and then we'll set you up for Hughes Clues. Jackson is in Phoenix. Well, what's up, Jackson? So you guys keep talking about trading Maxi, but yet he's like the fan favorite. He loves it here in Philadelphia. Yeah, but Jackson, I, mean, I, I don't know if anyone said those words, trade Maxi. We're just discussing Maxi's playing. I don't recall saying mm, that. Pretty much Elliot Short Parks like five minutes ago before the break said that they would trade Maxi. I would definitely trade consider trading Maxi. Why wouldn't you? We're waiting on you to retort, Jackson. That this, The floor is yours. <laughs> I, why would you trade the best asset you have besides Embiid? Because he's question. the best asset Fan you have besides favorite. Embiid. I'm not saying I would trade him for nothing, but if the, if you're telling me, and I don't know where you fall on this, but if, if Joe and Hugh want to build around Embiid, and you and Maxi is showing that without Embiid he can't do it, and even with Embiid in the playoffs, he has been shut down from the perimeter. Like There is no proof, Maxi, in my opinion, when it comes down to it, can be the number one guy on the perimeter. He's too small. <laughs> it, it, I, I, it, we didn't, I'm not talking about the perimeter. He's a guy who drives the net. So that, let me just He doesn't get to the free throw trade. line a ton. I, I just don't understand that the concept. You have a homegrown talent in Max. You drafted him, and now you're going to go out and trade him? Look what happened with Mikel Bridges. Look what... I mean, I just don't understand. Like you, you, 
you can't have it both ways. You're talking out of both sides of your but, mouth. But Jackson, hold on. But here, here's the about- pro- Jackson. Here's the problem. And I, I like Maxi. I think we all like Maxi. Yeah, I like Maxi too. I'm not saying I would trade him for nothing. But we talk about trading Joel all the time. Right. The issue I have, Jackson, with the Maxi situation is uh, the timeline for Maxi's growth and Embiid's reality do not match up to me. Tyrese Maxey is probably going to, if he graduates to being a guy that you could win a title with as your number two guy, that's probably two or three years from now. And Joel, two or three years from now, might be cooked. Like that, That's been my problem with this whole setup for, for the whole last year is they don't match. Like you, Your stars, they got to match. There are other assets that are not homegrown, that you have a fan favorite who loves being here. And I'll, you know what? Here we go. You know, instead of arguing about it, why don't you bet me? Bet, bet me how much you want to bet he's not going to get traded. I don't think any of us think, think he's, he's going to get traded. That in his whole career? Okay. Or whatever. Oh, hey, well, what's the time? What's the exactly. timeline here? I don't yeah. even care. Just bet me. He just mad. So hold on. I'll hang on. I'll hang on. Okay. You can bet me. All right. So, so the bet is that Put he... Put your money where your mouth is. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> ever, 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 like ever, well, hold on. You think he's going to play his entire career as a sixer? Yes, I do. All right. I'll bet you $100 for charity. How many players in the NBA ever play their entire career in one city? Like one percent? Okay, let's say. Yeah, you probably, you probably career, want to walk like, you know, All star career, like Michael Jordan went to the went to the Wizards. The Wizards. Yeah. I mean, come on, that doesn't count. All right, well, I don't you know, our Jackson. We'll we'll, we'll we'll figure this whole thing out. I, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll bet you money for charity. Cool. Uh, look, I I don't think the premise today in our at least our discussion was to trade Maxi, but Elliot brings up an interesting point, which is how. Daryl Morey's got a lot of, of things he's trying to juggle here between this year, the future, Joel. But the Maxi thing is part of this because they have to pay him a max this summer. That's what he's going to want. He's made the all-star team. He's probably going to get it. And not trying to put words in, in, in uh, you know, ESP's mouth because he can do that for him damn self. But he said he would listen to. Right. Mm-hmm. He never said he would trade. He said, but you, I, I think that if you're a GM of a professional sports team, if somebody calls with a trade offer, you can you you can listen to it. Don't mean you can have to entertain it, but it's okay to listen to it. Yeah, of course. Well, and also to what he said, like I, Maxi is probably my favorite Sixer guard since Iverson. Like when I watch him, Iverson was my favorite Sixer growing up. Maxi reminds me of him in a lot of ways, but Maxi has not been good enough with Joel out, and they're about to pay him a max deal. So when it comes down to whether I would trade Maxi, they're not going to do it today, right? Like Maxi's not getting traded. Of course I, not, I, right? But the point I'm making is talking about last night in the game versus Brooklyn, in the game versus, you know, in these, the last three games, he's not been good enough. And we can't not criticize him simply because he's a homegrown player. Like Joel's a homegrown player. He gets ripped nonstop. Matt, Joel plays hurt. Uh, people still rip him. Maxi was sick. That's not an excuse for 15 points when you're supposed to be the best player on the team. Yeah, and I, my thing on him, and I'm, I'm, you and I see this similar, I don't think he's ready. I don't think he's ready to be the number two on a title team. So I give this particular team this year very little chance to win a title, which is why I want to just like take a deep breath here before Maury trades anything else away. All right, before we go any further here, Hugh, we do have a prize to give away today. We got a prize to yeah, give away. Yeah, we got a hand and stone massage and facial spa gift card, which I got to say is probably a good gift that someone could give to someone maybe next week on a certain day, 50-minute massage Yo, or man. facial. On that fake ass holiday. Yeah, party. but if you maybe have if you want to give a gift to someone, yeah, you, you get it right here on the midday show. Yeah, hand stone. All right, we have That's that gift, gift card here, and we do it by uh, playing a little game called Hughes Clues. Hey, so this clue, like first, you know, I, I like kind of like the sci-fi theme that we've we've had over the last couple. Yeah, you're a sci-fi guy. Yeah, I'm a sci-fi guy. I like to watch this, and this is the movie theme. So this this sci-fi movie that I'm talking about, the the uh, 
the the remake mm-hmm. was better than the original. Almost messed that up. That's a take. Yeah, the remake was better than the original. And I feel like that's probably rare. Yeah, most originals are better than the remake. And a lot of times, like listen to the clue, because in sci-fi, sometimes the original is is good, but when you have all the the technology. Mm. That we have nowadays, it, it kind of makes the the newer version better because of the the visuals. Yeah, the realistic feel. like Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it enhances the oh, the whole you, idea. Why do you, why do you say Star well, Wars? Well, like, uh, look, instead of using a potato as an asteroid, you can use like an actual yeah. CGI no, asteroid. I, so. I think oh, I that's think, what that was. Yeah, <laughs> I did not until you said that. I did not. Well, know potato. That. Yeah, We're learning things every day here no, on this show. I did not know that. Now, the only other debate here is: is this a sci-fi movie? Yeah, that was the case. So like we, we had a little debate I mean, we landed on yes, because Hugh gave it away as a yes, sci-fi movie. Right. All right. Elliot's an idiot. All right, let's... Yeah, that was Elliot's fault. <laughs> well, I think it was a fair point he made. All right, no, they... <laughs> because it's funny, Joe, because a lot of times when I when I bring up these movies, people look at me like I'm crazy because they've never seen them. Like, and I'm like, I keep forgetting y'all a lot younger than I am. So, it's so like, I have seen this one. You have? Yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to give away too many clues, but yes, I've seen it. No, I, no, I think that's a clue because I think people well, I have gonna, a, yeah. people have a sense of movies Elliot probably has seen before. Just hearing him talk, yeah, it's a good point actually. Yeah, I think this this it's actually like an extra little clue there. You yeah. know what's funny? Like his favorite, one of his favorite uh, performers was in a sci-fi movie. A couple sci-fi movies. What Elliot's favorite performers? Yeah, the Backstreet Boys, right? What sci-fi movie were they in? Well, one of them. Wait, wait, One man. of the Backstreet Boys was in a sci-fi wait, man, movie? Because I keep getting them mixed up. Which, which group was Justin Timberlake? In Justin Timberlake was in sync. Okay, wrong group then. Never okay. mind. So well, Justin yeah, Timberlake was, was in, in a few, yeah. Yeah, in sci-fi movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, all okay. Right. No, but I, I might be right. The back, One of the Backstreet Boys. Which one was Joey in? Keep Joey was in sync, too. Okay, never mind then. Yeah. <laughs> Forget all that. What's wrong with him? <laughs> Close. Yeah. All right, 215-592-9494. Your reaction, Buddy Heald on his way to the Sixers. Should they do more here? And, of course, use clues for a chance at a 50-minute massage and uh, and facial spa gift card at Hannah's. All right, let's go to let's go to Anthony in Springfield. What's up, Anthony? Anthony. What's up, guys? Hey, Anthony. What are you thinking today? So, the other day, I was, ESP was – was all talking to Jack Fritz, and they were saying the same thing, that Maxie's not a number two. And you guys are saying the same thing today. And what I'm asking you guys is, who is that number two that you guys are clamoring for? Is it Dame Lillard? Is it Jamal Murray? You guys said that Tyrese Maxey isn't a good enough number two. Not yet. Championship. Not yet. Yeah, not no, yet. So I, I, think Jam, I think Jamal Murray's a really interesting comp for him. And I think that, like, if you ask me, who do I think Maxie could become? I like last year's Murray is I take that, but it took Murray how many years? He was drafted in 2016, and so last it took him seven years to get to that level. I ju- well, I just don't point. right, but I that's but, the, the so, 23 years old. Go look at his numbers at 23 years old compared to the guys that you want, like Dame Lillard, totally. Jamal Murray. But Anthony, my point is, and it's why I don't want to go all in for this year is I don't think Maxie's ready. So I'm I'm you willing just, to be patient with this until he until he gets there. I just don't think he's ready to go help them win a championship as a two now. I don't think he's ready. He's an all-star this year. That, but okay, but that, has he looked like he's an all-star the last few games? Though we're best players in the league this year, according to his peers. Right, but has he looked like that without Joel? Like Joel makes a lot of players look better. Yeah, has, 51 ha- the other night. You watched? The yeah, game? I did see him at 51 the other night. You're right. He okay, had a great game that game. You're right. Like he it. did. Yes, but I'm he, saying these last three games, the majority man. of this stretch where Joel has been out, he has been non-existent. Would you agree with that? They're keying him. You watch him on the pick Yeah, well, that's roll. the point I'm making. They're keying him, and he can't do anything about it. That's what I'm saying. Like, you have to, you're you, disregarding like, the fact that they're missing four starters, not just Joel. He's out there right. with a bunch of G League guys. 
Right, but what I'm saying is, like, defenses have shown that if they key on Maxi at this point of his career, he is un- he is currently unable to do anything about it. Right, like when What's de- Jamal Murray without the Jokic though, if he takes the Jokic off of, off of the Nuggets, Jamal Murray averages 19 points a game too. Okay, well maybe Murray's not. I don't know what to tell you about that. We're talking about Maxi. What, what I'm saying, do you, like, do you think Maxi's been good enough the last three games? I think that the team as a whole is defeated right now because yeah. they lost their MVP and the kid the had the flu last right, night. But it's Maxi's have- job to yeah, step up yeah. and make sure that he's better than he's been the last three yeah, games. Yeah, I- yeah. I'm not saying three but, games defines him, but you don't find it can. Well, they're missing the assets they acquired yeah, from Arden. So that's the number three guy. They missed Toby in two of those games without Joel too when he had the flu back like weeks ago. And they're missing Batum. They're missing Morris. They're missing. Right, but they've been, they've been non-competitive with Max. Like, Maxie's been out on the court. And again, mm-hmm. I'm not out on Maxie. I just want to make that clear. I'm just saying that he has not been good enough with Joel so not there. Tr- my point is, last year, everybody wanted to trade him for Levine. Last year, everybody wanted to package him with Harden for Lillard. Why? What, has happened? what did those guys do in their careers up until this point? Why would you want to trade a 23-year-old or at this stage of his career, better than Lillard was at 23, for a 33-year-old Lillard? Lillard's not going to get better. Lillard doesn't play more than 70 games a year. Mm-hmm. Why would you trade a kid now that's only going to get better? Every year he's proven he's got better. Every year he's worked on his game. Right. Yeah. His next step needs to be his mid-range game and to play, to play slower. I agree. I agree with all, everything you're saying on that, right? I'm not saying I want to trade Maxi, but we, but to 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 act like he has stepped up with Embiid gone is just wrong. Like it's his job when you're the other All Star on the roster to step up and, and carry the team and be better than he's been. That's what I'm saying. And to Joe's point, if if Maxi isn't ready for the playoffs, which I don't know is, is completely true, but if Maxi's developmental window is different than Embiid's, then I think if you can go get something that can help them win right now, it's not a crazy discussion to have. But what, what's wrong with the way – I mean, the Spurs built the team the right way, and they didn't let guys like McCall Bridges walk. They developed their guys. But Duncan won, what, five championships? So I they, think, Anthony, that's a really interesting comparison because at one point there was rumors they were going to trade Tony Parker for Jason Kidd when Parker was like 20 years old, and they held on to him, and obviously they won a bunch of titles with Tony Parker, and that was smart to hold on. My point is more than Maxi in trading him or anything like that is I'm just – I don't think they could win this year. With Embiid just had surgery two days ago, and I don't think Maxie's ready, so I'm willing to be patient. Anthony, give us a guess here for Hughes Clues. Let's get you in the mix. Honestly, I'm not a sci-fi guy. I don't even want to take a guess, but thank you. You got it, Anthony. We appreciate it. All right. Anthony's too busy being upset with Ellie. That's fine. Can I just quickly hear, because the all-star thing I think gets convoluted. Like, yes, Tyrese Max is an all-star. That doesn't mean he's the number two on a title team yet. I just I just quickly went through just like the last twenty years. I just picked out some names. These guys have been all stars: Kemba Walker, Paul Millsap, David Lee, Gerald Wallace, Sean Marion, Dale Davis, Eddie Jones, Jerry Stackhouse. You know, it's nice to be an all star, and it means you're a good player right now. Not every all star is a number two option on a championship team. That that's a big that's a different bar. Two one five five nine two. 9494. We'll keep going to the phone lines after there, after this. Guesses for Hughes Clues. Reaction to the Buddy Heel trade. Do you like it? Do you like the Sixers approach? Should they do more? And we'll talk some Eagles on the other side. It's a big anniversary today. We'll get into it and what it means moving forward. 215-592-9494. A special Special day on WIP, NBA trade deadline day. Angelo joins us at 1130. We have more Sixers breaking yeah, we, news we to hit on the other some side. Some Sixers Woo! breaking news. What do we got? Yeah. Uh, you want it now? So the, the Sixers are trading Daniel House to the Pistons. So the Daniel House and a second-round pick to the 
uh, via the Knicks to the Pistons. It's not clear who they're getting back yet, but House is going to the Pistons. Okay, so House is out, and they're getting something back from the Pistons. All right, we'll find out when we get back. More reaction to the Sixers, and we'll talk some Eagles next. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP.